0: Peace and blessings to the people. How are you doing? My name is Omar J. DeJesus, and I'm the host of Second Chance Voices of the Unheard. My podcast talks about the second chance people received after doing time in an institution, innocent or guilty, while changing a poisonous narrative of prisoners' perception. For the most part, people returning to society are outcasted. So my job is to give people an opportunity and a platform to tell their stories. Everybody deserves a second chance. So today I want to talk about communication. I was given this uh, topic uh, to my my woman, and I want to talk on it because honestly, sometimes communication can get lost. The the message can get lost on how you communicate it, and that's what you try not to do is not to give a message or try to come across as. Someone confusing or someone confrontational or maybe someone as aggressive with the information you would like to relay. So, you know, this is just basically to show people how to communicate more effectively and healthier so people don't feel offended or anything. So four types of communication and how to improve them. Commun- communication skills are vital to a healthy, efficient workplace, often categorized as a soft skill or interpersonal skill. Communication is the act of sharing information from one person to another person or group of people. There are many different ways of communication, each of which plays an important role in sharing information. In this article, we look closer to four different types of communication and how to strengthen your skills in each one. Importance of communication. We use communication every day in nearly every environment, including a In the workplace, whether you give a slight head nod, in agreement or present information, present information to a large group, communication is absolutely necessary when building relationships, sharing ideas, delegating responsibilities, managing a team and much more. Learning and developing communication, not only communication, but comprehension skills can help you succeed in your career, make you a competitive job candidate and build your network. While it takes time and practice, communication and interpersonal skills are certainly able to be both increased and refined. There are four main communications, types of communications we use on a daily basis, verbal, nonverbal, written, and visual. With all of these communication styles, it's most effective when you know how to actively listen, observe, and empathize. Developing these soft skills can help you better understand a message and respond thoughtfully. So this is called common communication barriers, and it's a lot, you know, um, but these are types of communication and ways to use them. Verbal. Use a strong, confident speaking voice. Use active listening. Avoid filler words and avoid industry jargon when appropriate. Nonverbal. Notice how your emotions feel physically. Be intentional about your nonverbal communications. Mimic nonverbal communications you find effective. Visual. Ask others before including visuals. Consider your audience. Only use visuals if they add value. Make them clear and easy to understand. Written. Strive for simplicity. Don't rely on tone. Take time to review your written communications. Keep a file of writing you find effective or enjoyable. Types of communication. There are several different ways we share information with one another. For example, you might use verbal communication when sharing a presentation with a group. You might use written communication when applying for a job or sending an email. Here's a more in-depth look at the four main categories of communication. One, verbal. Verbal communication is the use of language to transfer information through speaking or sign language. It is one of the most common types often used during presentations. Video conferences and phone calls, meetings and one-on-one conversations. Verbal communication is important because it is efficient. It can be helpful to support verbal communication with both nonverbal and written communication. Here are a few steps you can take to develop your verbal communication skills. Use a strong, confident Speaking voice, especially when presenting information to a few or a group of people. Be sure to use a strong voice so that everyone can easily hear you. Be confident when speaking so that your ideas are clear and easy for others to understand. Use active listening. The other side of using verbal communication is intently listening to and hearing others. Active listening skills are key when conducting a meeting, presentation, or even when participating in a one-on-one conversation. Doing so will help you grow as a communicator. Avoid filler words. It can be tempting, especially during a presentation, to use filler words such as um, like, so, or yeah. While it might feel natural after completing a sentence or pausing to collect your thoughts, it can also be distracting for your audience. Try presenting to a trusted friend or colleague who you can call attention to the times you use filler words. Try to replace them by taking a breath when you are tempted to use them. Nonverbal. Nonverbal communication is the use of body language, gestures, and facial expressions to convey information to others. It can be used both intentionally and unintentionally. For example, you might smile unintentionally when you hear a pleasing or enjoyable idea or a piece of information. Nonverbal communication is helpful when trying to understand others' thoughts and feelings. If they are displaying closed body language, such as crossed arms or hunched shoulders, they might feel be feeling anxious, angry, or nervous. If they are displaying open body language with both feet on the floor and arms by their sides or on the table, they are likely feeling positive and open information. Notice how your emotions feel physically throughout the day as you experience a range of emotions, Anything from energized, bored, happy, or frustrated, try to identify where you feel that emotion within your body. For example, if you're feeling anxious, you might notice that you, your stomach feels tight. Developing self awareness around how your emotions affect your body can give you greater mastery over your ex- external presentation. Be intentional about your nonverbal communication. Make an effort to display positive body language when you feel alert. Open and positive about your surroundings. You can also use body language to support your verbal communication if you feel confused or anxious about your information, like using a furrowed brow. Use body language alongside verbal communication such as asking follow-up questions or pulling the presenter aside to give feedback. Nonverbal communications you find effective. If you find certain facial expressions or body language beneficial to a certain setting, use it as a guide when improving your Own nonverbal communications. For example, if you see that when someone nods their head, it communicates approval and positive feedback efficiently. Use it in your next meeting when you have the same feelings. Visual. Visual communication is the act of using photographs, art, drawings, sketches, charts, and graphs to convey information. Visuals are often used as an aid during presentations to provide helpful context alongside written and or verbal communication. Because people have different learning styles, visual communications might be more helpful for some to consume ideas and information. Here are a few steps you can take to develop your visual communication skills. Ask others before including visuals. If you are considering sharing a visual aid in your presentation or email, consider asking others for for your feedback. Adding visuals can sometimes make concepts confusing or muddled. Getting a third-party perspective can help you decide whether the visual adds value to your communication. Consider your audience. Be sure to include visuals that are easily understood by your audience. For example, if you are displaying a chart with unfamiliar data, be sure to take time and explain what is happening in the visual and it relates to what you are saying. You should never use sensitive, offensive, violent, or graphic visuals in any form. To make improvements to to your communication skills, set personal goals to work through the things you want to accomplish step-by-step. It may be helpful to consult with trusted colleagues, managers, or mentors to identify which areas should be best to focus on first. Written. Written communication is the act of writing, typing, or printing symbols like letters and numbers to convey information. It is helpful because it provides a record of information for reference. Writing is commonly used to share information through books, pamphlets, blogs, letters, memos, and more. Emails and chats are commonly form common forms of written communication in the workplace. Here are a few steps you can help develop written communication skills. Strive for simplicity. Written communication should be as simple and clear as possible. While it might be helpful to include lots of details and in instructional communications. For example, you should look for areas where you can write as clearly as possible for your audience to understand. Don't rely on tone because you don't you do not have the nuisance of verbal and nonverbal communication. Be careful when you are trying to communicate a certain tone when, re- when writing. For example, attempting to communicate a joke, sarcasm, or excitement might be translated differently depending on the audience. Instead, try to keep your writing as simple and plain as possible and follow up with verbal communications where you can add more personality. Take time to review communication. Writtenly in your written communications, excuse me. Setting time aside to reread your emails, letters or memos can help you identify mistakes or opportunities to say something differently. For important communication or those that will be sent to a large number of people, it might be helpful to have a trusted colleague review it as well. Keep a file of writing you'll find effective or enjoyable. If you receive a certain pamphlet, email or memo that you found particularly helpful or interesting save it for reference when you write in your own communications incorporating methods or styles you like can help you improve over time so i have this thing right here it's a youtube based on relationship communication and relationships seven effective ways to communicate so just take a listen
1: that I saw it was so on and so forth. So you are acknowledging their perception, you're acknowledging that that's how they feel while still giving your side of things. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stefan Labossiere aka Stefan Speaks, back with another dating and life and relationship advice video. Today, we're going to be talking about communication skills, all right. And more specifically, communication in a relationship. I'm going to give you seven keys to make it better, to improve it. Now, before we get started, as always, be sure to like this video, share this video, subscribe to my channel, all right. And below, leave me in the comments something that you feel would help people improve their communication. What is what is one of the complaints that you have about Uh, bad communication or something that you see. Just give me your feedback and let's talk about it. So, the reality is this, communication is key. I'm sure you've heard that tons of times and you've heard it because it's true. And without proper and effective communication, it is extremely difficult to have not only a healthy relationship, but to experience a successful one. We've got to learn how to talk to each other and how to actively or properly listen. And without that, again, we will not see positive results. And I've seen tons of relationships through my uh, coaching sessions and, and just speaking to individuals. I've seen tons of relationships that have failed because of communication issues. Not because two people could not have worked it out had they simply talked about it and expressed themselves properly. But since they skipped that step they weren't able to find their resolution. So, I want to help you to improve your communication in a relationship. So, let's get to it seven keys. So, key number one, listen to understand not to give a rebuttal. One of the biggest problems when people try to talk to each other is that the person listening is simply waiting for their chance to counter your argument, is waiting for their chance to hit you back, is waiting for their chance to defend themselves or dismiss what you're saying and that is not going to produce healthy communication. When someone is speaking the the goal should be to try to understand them and if you do not understand you don't go to attacking them, you don't go to dismissing them, you go to asking for more clarity you go to asking more questions to try to dig deeper so that you can have a clearer understanding of how they're feeling and what they are trying to communicate. So, when you are active in trying to understand and decipher what they're expressing then you can now continue that conversation in a way that brings resolution, all right. There will always be time for a counter argument if it needs to be made but that cannot be your focus, that cannot be how you're going into that conversation. So, listen to understand not to give a rebuttal. The second key to improving communication in a relationship you can disagree but do not dismiss. So, one of the things I've seen with a lot of couples or even it could be family members, friends, whatever is that the minute you hear something that you don't like or the minute that person hears something they don't like they go to dismissing that individual. Now, understand that no one likes to be dismissed. No one likes to have their feelings and and, uh, what they're trying to say in that moment to simply be dismissed and thrown to the side, all right? That feels very disrespectful. And when someone feels disrespected, they're going to get defensive, they're going to attack. Now, they're going into battle mode with you rather than now trying to hear you out. But that's because the stage was set through the dismissing of how they felt and what they were saying. So, again, you may not agree with everything the individual is saying to you, but you don't have to dismiss it. You can say to someone, okay, I understand that that's how you feel and that's how you saw things. But the way that I saw it was so on and so forth. So, you are acknowledging their perception, you're acknowledging that that's how they feel while still giving your side of things. This at least shows you're not dismissing them, all right. But again, as I said in number one, even when you disagree, try to keep an open mind that allows you to gain a better understanding of why they feel that way. When you do and when someone feels like you're at least making an effort to get them, that's going to open up the lines of communication and allow things to be... Create a better, more positive environment. And also, it allows them to stay in line as far as listening and trying to understand you as well. We've got to give what we want to receive back, all right. So, do not dismiss, but you are allowed to disagree and always disagree respectfully and always try to acknowledge their feelings. Acknowledging does not mean agreeing with it, Acknowledging does not mean that you're saying they're right. Acknowledging simply says, okay, I get that's how you feel, I get that's what you're saying, I hear you, but now let me present what I'm seeing or how I'm understanding things, all right. And that will lead to a better conversation. Number three key to improving communication in your relationship is to be open and honest. Listen, man, All it takes is one lie... And I said man, but I mean people, all right? Man or woman. All it takes is one lie to ruin a relationship. All it takes is a lack of transparency to create confusion and chaos in any relationship. You want to try to be as open and honest as possible. And here's the thing, nobody is a great liar to where people don't start to pick up on the BS all right, they don't start to pick up on the fact that you're holding something back. Typically, people do start to sense something's missing here and that makes them question you more that creates anxiety, that creates insecurity, that creates a toxic environment in the relationship. So, if you want to have a healthier conversation, a healthier relationship, improve your relationship then you have to be willing to be honest and transparent. And yes, sometimes that honesty may hurt their feelings but here's the thing that I've learned. Even in hurting their feelings it's much better for them to have to deal with the hurt of the truth than to dwell in the, the anger of the lie, all right. Because when it comes to lying to them now you create other problems later. But in being honest with them even though it hurt them they know they can always come to you for an honest opinion or an honest perspective or you being real with them about what's going on with you. That creates a lot more peace in the relationship they're going to have to get through that hurt, all right. But again, the chance for you to have a healthy relationship going forward is much higher because you kept it real. So, don't be afraid. And again, th- there's always a way to deliver the honesty that helps soften the blow, but you much better or it's much better for you to be honest and transparent than it is for you to hold back, be vague or to flat out lie. That just creates problems problems any situation and any relationship. Number four key that will improve your communication skills and communication of relationship is don't make the conversation all about you. Listen, if you want people to be engaged, to listen, to really try to understand you then you have to include them in the relationship. It can't just be all about you venting and getting things off your chest or just giving your perspective. Now, don't get me wrong, there's going to be times where we need to vent, all right. But think about it like this, when you've had people vent to you and all they're doing is just running their mouth and going on and on and on. It's very possible that at some point you tune out, you check out. Because they're not engaging you in the relationship, they're not also considering how you feel if it's a conversation about uh, maybe what they want to see improve in the relationship or a problem they had with you previously. But when someone takes the the moment to bring you in by whether it's asking your opinion or asking okay, well how do you feel about things or let me hear your side, your perception of things. That is enough to now reel you in and keep you engaged. So, it's very important that you make the conversation not just about you, all right. And when you do that especially in a romantic relationship you're going to see better conversation. So, one other quick example I want to give. If you say we need to have a talk and then you have a talk about things you don't like that they're doing in the relationship which listen, you should express yourself and I would never want you to be afraid about letting it be known how you feel. But what you should add or what would be effective for you to add is after you've expressed to them what you don't like saying hey, is there anything you don't like that I'm doing? Is there any concerns you want to express to me? That I'm going to be open to hearing you out the same way I want you to be open to hearing me out. When you do that and you show it's not all about you, 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 you will now have someone who's not only willing to listen and even be more expressive but someone who's going to be more mindful of making the adjustments you you mentioned, all right, and correcting the behavior because they see that you're truly about improving improving the relationship and not simply about getting what you feel is important to you and dismissing how they may feel about the situation of the relationship. So, don't make it all about you. Number five is be willing to compromise. There's nothing worse than feeling like you have to talk to someone who's so hard-headed, so stubborn and only wants things their way. Plain and simple, it will cause you to shut down or not even want to speak to that individual. Or again, you may be physically present but mentally and emotionally you will check out because it's all, it's going to always be about them and, and only doing what they want you to do. So, if you know that, that it has that kind of effect on you then you have to be mindful that it will have that kind of effect on them if you're the culprit. And so, you got to show a willingness to compromise, all right. A willingness to try to find a middle ground. Now, granted, some things aren't... There's no compromise for it and, and that's understandable. But wherever there can be a compromise that can create harmony, then be willing to do that. Be willing to be flexible in that way. Show that you're willing to find something that works for the both of you rather than just something that works for only you. When you do that, again, you are going to now open up the lines of communication, you're going to engage that person more, and you're going to find more positive results after your conversations with that individual. The number six key to improving communication in a relationship, pay attention to both their words and their body. So, what we're talking about here is of course body language, all right? And the reality is that we, are, we don't only express ourselves verbally, all right. Our mannerisms, our body language can give off messages very clearly. Sometimes even better than our words are giving depending on how expressive that person is. And so, you want to not just be actively listening, but you want to be aware of their energy, their spirit, so to speak, their mannerisms, their body language, because that's going to help you see deeper into what they're expressing to you at that moment. Now, again, if you're dealing with someone who is very clear and and knows how to fully express themselves, then you may have some leeway in this department. But it's always going to be to your benefit, especially in a romantic relationship, to get in tune with your partner in a way that reads their body language very effectively, all right. Because a lot of times... And for example, you may have a guy and he's with his girl and he he can see something is wrong. And you say, well, baby, what's wrong with you? And she says nothing. But her body language is showing you something is wrong. Now, that doesn't mean force her to get you to, to, to tell you what's wrong. She may not be ready to talk about it. So, in that moment, you can say to her because you now picked up on the body language that tells you something is wrong. You can say, you know what? It does seem like something's wrong but I understand if you don't want to talk about it right now when you're ready let me know I'm here for you. So one, you're acknowledging what you're seeing you're letting her know you're there for you. Now, she may insist nothing is wrong but you at least put it out there that if, if, if there's any time that comes that she is now ready or willing to talk about it if that happens to be the case, you're there. But not, not just that it also allows you to now be mindful of what you pour into her going forward. And again, this can go both ways. What I'm saying is if you feel like her body language is telling you she's upset or she's uncomfortable and her words are telling you nah, it's nothing, I'm okay. Even if she's not going to talk about it and she's going to dismiss it, if you can tell something's wrong, then don't go acting a fool and pouring negativity into the situation. Like you know now maybe the best thing to do now is to create a more happy environment. Maybe the best thing to do now is just to show her love and to counteract that negativity that you see that she's holding on to, all right. And that is where you're going to win because you are in tune with her body, her body language. And again, this goes both ways. So, don't just look for the words. Pay attention to your partner and again, this works in any relationship kids, friends, whatever. But I I have to say this is extremely important in a romantic relationship, in a marriage. You want to get in tune with your partner and pay attention to their words and their body. And then last on this list of improving communication in a relationship, the seventh key is take a loving and positive approach when expressing yourself, all right. So, there's a couple angles to cover here. One, It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Many times, conversations go left because we have no filter or we're not being mindful of the delivery of our message, all right. And we have to understand that it wasn't what you said that caused the problem, it was how you said it. It was your attitude. It was that negative energy flowing out of your spirit, attacking them and slapping them in the face. Even though you may have been speaking calmly, even though you may have been talking properly so to speak. But your energy, your spirit was in a negative place and people can feel that. So, you want to try to come in that into that conversation calm with a more loving approach, all right. And being mindful of how you speak to that person. Do not attack them with your words. Do not attack them with your spirit. You have to speak to them in a way that allows them to be receptive to what you have to say. But what also contributes to that is going into that conversation with a negative or toxic mindset. And what I mean by that is sometimes you come off the wrong way because you went into that conversation saying they're not going to listen. Saying to yourself, this is pointless. Saying to yourself, well, uh, you're still holding on to what they did to you previously. So, you're carrying or projecting this negative outcome and so naturally you're going to come off negative. And now the conversation goes left immediately. You got to go into it believing you can have a positive conversation, believing they're going to be willing to listen. Even if it it turns out that they don't, all right, you got to at least come into it with the right mindset. Now, if you're going to say to me well, the reason why I think that is because every time I try to talk to them it's something negative or they never listen then I have two things to ask you. One, why the hell are you with them? Number two, have you been coming with a loving and positive approach previously? Because if every other time they were come, they were not receptive to you it's because you came with a bad attitude well, then guess what? You need to try the positive attitude first before you write them off. But secondly, If you know you've been putting your best foot forward and you have been expressing yourself effectively but they're just a person who's not willing to listen then again, why are you with them? If you cannot talk to your partner how are you going to have a successful relationship? So, you got to to, to evaluate those things but regardless, don't make excuses for coming into the conversation with a negative mindset or again, uh, attacking them with the way that you speak to them you got to speak in a very loving and calm manner and when you do you're going to see better and more positive results. So, those are seven keys again, I want you in the comment section to list anything that you feel maybe was missing from this list all right and, and give your opinion on this content but again always be sure to work on your communication skills. It's important that you cultivate an environment in your relationship where you guys can have healthy discussion, healthy disagreement, all right. And find ways to get on the same page and work together. When we learn how to effectively communicate we will see healthier and more successful relationships. So, do not overlook this, do not dismiss this, you need to work on it and work on it together. So, I hope and pray this video was helpful to you. Again, be sure to subscribe.
0: So, that in a nutshell Relationships include a lot of communication, and there are going to be things that's going to be said, that's going to be nerve-touching. and But the thing is, is learning how to say it respectfully, lovingly, and caring to not land it such harshly because people can get offended, and then they get in defense, and they get in attractive mode. So, the mindful thing to do is just to learn how to deliver the message. That's the most important part, whatever it may be. Whatever y'all decide to talk about, or, you know, because communication goes in any relationship. um, I'm still learning, Um, honestly. It's been a journey because nowadays communication verbally is obsolete and you don't see that often. You see kids texting and they, that's how they communicate, like even with my daughter she communicate through a text and stuff like that like sometimes she doesn't really like speaking um lately i I spoke to her the other day and she we we were speaking on the phone uh, but for the most part she likes to communicate through a text, and that's her form of communication and I get it um but me i'm older i'm forty one and I rather speaking to a person verbally um in person also that's my best um, suggesting, um, or just communicating verbally in general, because it's obsolete. You don't really hear too much about it. People don't know how to communicate. Um, but just be mindful of that, you know, and how you speak to your, to anybody, not just your wife or your woman, just in general, like don't go on attack and attack her. just be mindful of it and just try to soften the blow and, So y'all can learn and create a dialogue and just learn together on what works for y'all and what works not and just create healthy boundaries and, you know, stuff like that. And that's the main thing. So I hope everybody enjoyed this session. I would like to thank everyone who is listening to my podcast. Thanks to every organization that, that has helped me change my perspective in life. Thanks for everybody that shows me support. A quick shout out to Osborne, AVP, PACE, The Fire Network, NYU's prison education program, Drive for Life, who I'm no more a part of, but I'm going to still give them a shout out. And remember, no one wants to do a time, but we all need time. Good night. God bless y'all.